You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 106 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, part of Equine Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Company. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. Brought to you in cooperation with the Retired Racehorse Project and New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Today is a real treat. We're catching up with 2022 Making the Makeover contestants, Lee Beamer and Natalie Holdren, on how life has been treating them and their horses since the makeover. We catch up with Melissa Mateson and Claire Mansman on how their makeover hopefuls are doing. And we wrap with Winnie Morgan Nemeth of New Vocations, who shares a training tip and our adoptable horse of the week. Stay tuned. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. This is Joy Orr in Detroit, Michigan. And this is Kristen Kovach-Bentley in Jamestown, New York, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. Kristen, I have to say, I was very jealous of your Instagram posts because you went to a very beautiful place recently. Yeah, I took a like horse girl vacation and it couldn't have come in a better time since the East Coast was covered in smoke while I was gone. So yeah. that kind of worked out. Yes, yeah. all our East Coast Midwest listeners, I was suffering with you guys. Um, we're sorry. We're sorry that probably put a, a rain delay on some of your horsey activities over the weekend. But uh, we hope all of our listeners in Canada are safe and doing okay. Um, yeah, it looks gnarly. Yes. Yes, it does. Hopefully some of this rain helps out though. I hope we get more coming. Yeah. Are you getting rain too? It's raining right now as I'm recording. It is beautiful. (laughs) We needed it. (laughs) You're getting what we just had. And Ah, thank you. I sat outside and listened to the rain in my covered porch and I'm like, I finally reached grandma status. Oh, I love it. Yes. Here for it. Yeah, I'm like peak old man, old lady. Like, yes. ah, we needed With the rain. My know, senior but... dog, who is slightly senile and not sure why we're sitting out in the rain, I'm like, she'll understand. It's okay. It's been, we haven't seen rain here in 25 years. Like, that's what it felt like. Yeah, 25 days, 25 years. It's about, you know, it was it's a good all uh, the same since, you know, the whole panorama. Time isn't right. Real. Time's a flat circle. It's fine. (laughs) But yes, yeah. For anyone else who uh, is trying to keep pastures alive, this rain came at the perfect time. So I'm very grateful. Grateful things. And also just you got out, you had a great horsey vacation and all your photos were green. I was envious. It was amazingly green in Colorado. Like if we have Colorado listeners, the family that we saw out there are like, it's not normally this green. This is amazing. And it, it did rain a little bit every day, but like the hiking was beautiful. So yeah, it was uh, unusually green and rainy out there for this time of year. Love that. And you were going for a wedding, right? Yes. Yeah. It was uh, Eric's cousin's wedding. So, and we, mm-hmm. they always travel to us every summer. We've never gone out to see them. So that was kind of a nice switch to, you know, see them in Colorado Springs and then also have plenty of time for hiking because it's a beautiful spot to hike. So I kept looking around and thinking like, oh, I wish I could bring job around and go trail riding. But some of the places, you know, we were even hiking. I was like, maybe not. How would (laughs) Jobber handle a bear, do you think? Do you think you just think it's a large cow? Yeah, he'd probably try to fight it. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds right. (laughs) I bet Astrid would too, though. Should be like, bring it. Mm -hmm. No? No. We only fight small animals. We are very much a bully. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) How is Astrid? What is she up to these days? Uh, um, 
Can we can we cut for commercial break? Just kidding. <laughs> uh oh. Um, it's we had a rocky road. We did have a really nice confidence ride, so that was good. But she did try to buck me off. Well, you know, exciting. ups and downs. Yes. Uh, we've never had bucking before. I mean, the occasional little kick out here and there, but a, a full on both legs are coming up, and then we come up so fast. We headbutted me and then went right back down to repeat. Um, that was new. That was exciting. Felt very oh, Western. I do think that her bit pinched her lip because she had a little swollen spot. Oh. It's like her, I know her tack fits. I double checked everything and I'm like, even questioning, like, did a bee land on her? Because we've had that one. I was on the girl oh. home where oh, a bee got in the fly sheet. That was exciting. <laughs> Um, God, if something weird is going to happen, it's going to happen to Astrid, I think. So Astrid attracts weird. It's her favorite yeah. thing. It's a droopy lip, you know? It's it's kind of like a beacon for <laughs> it. It's out some weird juju. <laughs> and in that, the I, have, I have four swirls on that horse's face. So. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, boy. Yes, she's got yeah. double swirls up top. And then she also has a double swirl mustache. Oh, okay. So she's got like some like portal to another world going on. I on think she's face. multidimensional, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. She's yeah, probably she's actually, from Stranger Things, to be honest. Yeah, she's some sort of ancient being. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> There's probably some sort of demon, and it's fine. <laughs> Exercise, like exorcism, it's all the same. I'll it's just bring fine. some sage to the bar and see what happens. Might yeah, not have a just... horse in the bar the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you sent her back to where she came from. <laughs> it's a very cuddly demon, if that's the case, and maybe I'm into it. I don't know. But uh, sounds right. So I mean, her reaction. She knows she's allowed to be expressive, and I never ask her to hold it back, and she sure didn't. So, oh dear. Uh, yeah, I got a standing <laughs> ovation though. I did sit it. I didn't didn't fall off. That girl, good job. Thank you. Sticky seats, McGee over here, and uh, got a standing ovation because it was during a lesson with lots of people. Um, one of the other lesson girls got very upset about it. That was like it didn't happen to you. But what? I guess it was probably scary to look at, maybe. Oh, like shit, like made her upset. Oh, I think maybe she just worried okay. if I was going to be okay. Like, I well, and if she's never, you know, I guess if if that's sort of your first experience with it, that would make sense. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. what just happened to her? Yeah. Yes. So well, all that's was good. Nice. You have a and nice like, empathetic group of people you ride with. <laughs> yes. Yes. At least they care about my well being. You know, they for sure would have recorded if I fell, but <laughs> that's fine. But you know, what was nice is as soon as it happened, she immediately just went off into like a little collect a trot, did some collect a canter. Like we didn't just try to take my life. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Some choppers like that sometimes it's like, you just got to get the crazy out. And then he's like, I'm good. Thank you. Yes. I'll carry on. I I decided to like, just slow it down for our next ride. I took a couple of days because like it did hit my confidence and I do question like, is she comfortable or something else? Also. Gosh, I was wearing a helmet. Yeah. Hey, for any helmet companies, I am so happy to be an ambassador. <laughs> Just you know, um, call us. Please reach us at joy at horseradionetwork.com. <laughs> but yeah, it it, it kind of shook me up. Didn't scare me, but just kind of shook my confidence of like, are we backtracking? Am I asking too much? And I, I think I had to sit down and be honest with myself. Like I might be pushing her too fast. Um, back into work and asking her to be more of a sport horse as opposed to getting her fit. So I just needed to do a little ego check. So we just took it back to how Leandra says our ABCs did some foundational work, did a little more play. And it was a really great relaxed ride. 
it did put her little rubber guards back on her bit too. And that made her happy. So yeah, it happens to everyone. Sometimes you just need a humbling ride. And I think I was overdue based on our group chats. <laughs> yeah, it was time. Maybe it was time. I was haven't a had thing. a lot of drama lately. <laughs> so easy to fall into that trap though, you know, cause I, I was guilty of it, especially in the makeover year and I've been guilty of it in other years. So now I try yeah. to hold myself to a schedule. Like if I'm, you know, when, when I didn't have a second rideable horse, like now we've got four rideable horses between the two of us. So we can rotate horses in and out um, and make sure that no one's getting worked too hard. But when I was mm-hmm. pretty much riding jobber, like six days a week, I had to make sure that we had like a flat work day, a trail ride day, and then a cow play day. And I would try to keep that schedule going. And that was really good to keep him fresh. Cause otherwise the tendency is to just drill flat work all the time. And it's really easy to fall into that trap. So yeah. Yeah. And that's where I felt too. Like I was getting overexcited on the progress and just pushed a little too hard too fast. And well, these thoroughbreds learn so fast, you know, so you get a little Mm -hmm. bit and you're like, oh my gosh, we got to do that again. It's hard to not be greedy. It really is. Yeah. When you can't wait to get on that horse again, because he's learning so fast. Yeah. That's when it's like, oh, take a step back, but it's the hardest thing to do. So I feel you. Yes. But I will say I am trying to incorporate, she's not really a fan of outside the arena i wouldn't call on trail rides you're more like walk around the properties but she's not a fan she likes her sandbox that's her comfort place but now she's on the farthest pasture away from the barn so she has to walk down all the way to the driveway be the farthest way so i'm like okay we have some idea where we're going might not be as scary so i am trying to incorporate getting her out and just at least doing her cool down so it doesn't have to be anything long. And she was very brave. And we actually opened a gate for the first time from saddle with, ooh, didn't even question it. She was very good. And I was like, okay, well, that's awesome. So we were able to like just incorporate more play. So I will be sure to stay on top of that moving forward and create more play days for her. That's what she likes. And probably limit ride days, honestly, to like one to two times a week for right now until she builds up the shoulder muscle for the support she needs. Yeah. Good call. Good plan. Yeah. Yeah, we all need that humble ride, but it's all good. Like we said, every single episode, we're here to make sure horses are happy and healthy. And you know who does that best? Kentucky Performance Products. And we're going to hear a little message from them now. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. If you've ever had a horse with diarrhea, you know what a frustrating problem it can be. Finding an ingredient that works to dry up the diarrhea becomes a high priority. It turns out that researchers have found one, a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. It has been proven to improve and halt episodes of diarrhea. It supplies specific nutrients to the lining of the small and large intestines, and these nutrients promote healing of irritated tissues. It also supports improved starch and sugar digestion in the small intestine, reducing the opportunity for imbalances to occur in the hindgut. Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products, contains Saccharomyces boulardii, along with a blend of fermentation solubles and stomach buffers. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of any age that are suffering from diarrhea. It also supports a healthy digestive tract in horses at risk for gastric or colonic ulcers, such as performance horses or any horse that is constantly on the go and exposed to stressful situations. For best results, Nalox Advanced should be fed on a daily basis. 
This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Joy, I'm super excited to have a little like mini reunion from last year. We have uh, how she's now formally known as our girl Lee. Uh, <laughs> Lee Beamer is back with us. She was from our Making the Makeover series last year. And we thought it'd be really fun to check in and see how things are going with her and with Finn. So Lee, welcome back. Hi, guys. Nice to be back with you. Oh, it's fun. It's like, oh, our friend, our girl I Lee. Know. That is yes. really every time. Yeah. And I know been- her. <laughs> We were hardcore fan Natalie. of you guys. <laughs> oh, I, we're fans of you, Lee. Let's be yeah, real. Right back at you. Uh, I know we were hoping to get Natalie to join us too, and I think she had some technical difficulties. So we may or may not see her. We'll see, but we're happy to get started, Lee, and catch up with everything that's been in your life. And for those who don't know, most of you shouldn't, unless you're really good at hacking. Lee has been like our Snapchat friend. She's been in our Instagram DMs. <laughs> like we know what. Lee's life has been like since the makeover, but we'd love to share it with you. So Lee, tell us how Finn is doing. Oh, she is still her fun self. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's such a good girl still. Um, Let's see. A lot has happened since the makeover and it's, it's kind of all over the place for me to think about recapping it all. But some notable things are um, in April. She went to spend a month of boot camp with our trainer, Catherine Abrams, which she came back much more mature from, which was a big mm-hmm. shock yeah, for me. Right. <laughs> I got very it's like boarding school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're much better when they're away from their parents, right? Um, <laughs> no longer being indulged at home. Yeah. I'm familiar yes. with this. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we've been tackling her training, going really hard at that this year. Um, since there's not such a hard timeline of the makeover, it's felt a little more freeing. And um, also tackling her feet. Those have been a challenge mm-hmm. ever since I have known that sweet girl. Yeah, so, so yeah. you do remember her her dreaded feet from when you first got started. It was a big concern if you were going to make it to the makeover with the feet issue she had. It Yes, it certainly was. <laughs> she had a a uh, big abscess, two abscesses, the whole month of August, right before the makeover. Mm-hmm. We put her in glue shoes to get there. And since she has been home from October, uh, she's been barefoot. Oh, knock on wood. Amazing. Because I, yes. if I remember right, she also lost shoes as she arrived to the makeover. She lost half a shoe, right? Oh, half a shoe. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah, even impressive. more impressive somehow than a whole <laughs> shoe. Yeah, because that's where I found you, was in the farrier, like, boudoir and i was like what are you doing over here and you're like well finn has half a shoe and i was like wait what yes so that was <laughs> only only she finn. Time. Very Listen, she's just gal. living up to her name hot girl summer and what's a hot girl summer without some drama exactly yeah. <laughs> yes she lives by that <laughs> but love to hear she's barefoot now and i know you had some farrier drama too or you, you yeah. had a farrier breakup but you're in a, yes. a better place now yeah, so it's been interesting. Um, we took some x-rays of her feet in January. Um, she had a big abscess in December and just wanted to make sure everything was okay in there and kind of see what things looked like um, as far as her confirmation goes, because she does have such funky little feet. And I was really surprised at what came back. Things are kind of crooked in there. It hmm. looks just like parts 
who knows, like oh, somebody no. didn't know how to assemble them. <laughs> the leftover so, bits from the horse factory. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're like, these are spare parts. Let's just put them on this horse. And um, so, yeah, I saw that and was pretty shocked. Um, but she had still been doing fine barefoot. And the goal over the winter was to grow some hoof out, which mm. I don't think we did as much as our previous farrier would have liked to have seen. And everybody kind of scared me, honestly, that if we didn't do anything for, you know, we were going to have a lot of trouble in a few years, just, you know, she might not be sound and, you know, you guys know that I'm a huge worrier. So that kind of (laughs) sent me to the edge. You're in a safe place with a lot of other worriers. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel in a very safe space. (laughs) So, um, I talked with our vets, um, and even our old farrier recommended that we take her down to Virginia Tech to see their podiatry team, which sounds really fancy when you say it that way. <laughs> so actually, yesterday we had our appointment there. The team was really, um, I mean, obviously her confirmation, there's nothing we can change about it at this point. But they said the x-rays looked much better than the ones they had seen from January. And they oh, were, good. yeah, awesome. I was really surprised. And they're happy with us to continue down the barefoot path until she gives us some sort of reason that she needs something else. Um, and they That's kind awesome. of looked at me crazy yeah. when I talked about all these concerns that I had. So that made me feel good. <laughs> it was like a flash <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> The reassurance like makes you feel good. For. Yeah, <laughs> makes you feel good yeah. that they thought you were crazy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it's been a, it's been a weird day, like trying to process all that. But good news overall. So we'll continue down our barefoot path for however long she's happy to do it. Happy. That's awesome. So I think that's one of the best things you can do too. Like it, it's a little expensive. So if you're hoping like, well, let's just try this. Let's just try that with feet. Like the best thing you can do is just save the money and invest in hoof reds. That's mm-hmm. like, that is my belief. Like, yes. so you know what's going on in there and then you can set it up. And if your your farrier should know how to read reds, if they don't, then that's maybe a good sign to be like, mm, you know, let's work with somebody who does. But yeah, that is like hands down the best thing you can do with your money for feet is know yes. what the inside of the foot looks like. For, so. for those who haven't listened, we did a whole episode with Alicia Harlow of the Humble Hoof. Definitely mm-hmm. take a listen because without feet, you don't have a horse. That's for sure. Yes, right, for sure. And I mean, as expensive as they are, they're worth it. But I'm going to have to start hanging them up on the wall for some art. <laughs> I bet you can make Frame some them. really <laughs> unique art with that. That would be that beautiful. would be yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. send us a picture when you do that. Yes, <laughs> I will. A gallery wall. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Your so, husband's going to be like, what is this? Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> She's probably used to this by now. Let's be real, Chris. Yeah, that I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so Lee, tell us a little bit. So I think this is about a year since we first had you on, maybe a little after, but mm-hmm. what's it like not preparing for a makeover this year? It's definitely different. Um, Things don't feel so urgent, which is good and bad. I like to have something to work for. um, And I feel like we can kind of go back and tackle some of the things we may have just pushed through in order to get Mm. to the makeover. But gosh, her going to the makeover did worlds of good for her as far as getting out and getting exposed to stuff. So that has been really helpful with everything we've been trying to do this year. I do hope to knock on wood and cross your fingers, make it to the um, tip championships at the horse park this fall. Oh, that'd be great. We would love to yeah. see you there. 
Yeah. So that that's what we're pushing for. I'm like, we're just going to put a lot of money into training this year and we're going to aim for that. So it's a little bit of a, a goal, not as, I not guess, like not do as, or die. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not like, as do or die the makeover. Yeah. So that's been good to have that, that goal there and just be able to take our time more and, and really mm-hmm. dig into things. She, when I sent her to boot camp, that was so good for her. And I've never really sent a horse off like that before. So I didn't know what to expect. But Finn got very high marks and she accomplished way more than I think me or definitely me and Catherine thought she would and just made so much progress. And she's such a smart cookie. So just watching her catch on like that and be excited about it was super, super fun to see. So I'm really excited about where we're headed. That's great. I love that. They learned so much the year after the makeover. Mm -hmm. Like. The makeover is like the that big transformation, but then after that is when you get into like the really good stuff, you know, like, like they the had a chance to stuff. marinate in it almost. Yeah. And yeah. like they learned how to be like a show horse to get to the makeover. But yeah, like you said, Lee, you're like, okay, like we can live with this for the makeover. We don't need to have that. We can push through that and put that off and deal with that in year two. And then year two, you're like, oh man, now they're getting cool. So I love yes. that. Oh, I'm just yeah. so excited. And we're heading to a sh- uh, little school and show actually Saturday. So it'll be her first show after her training. We'll get to put everything to the test, but I'm really looking forward to getting her out there again and showing her off. <laughs> so <laughs> fun. I'm really excited for you. Thank like, you. Since doing the makeover, because I know I asked you this like right after. So you all the adrenaline, everything of what has been your biggest takeaway or since doing the makeover, what have you learned about yourself? No, I did not prep Lee for this question. Oh my sorry gosh, Joy. <laughs> oh, that's a heavy <laughs> hidden one. This <laughs> feels like therapy. Um, I guess, honestly, and really it's all because of Finn, but I never before had the confidence in myself that I could get out and do all these things like go show and have like mild success at it. You know, I never really, I guess, believed in myself before, but after going through that experience with Finn and her being, gosh, such a good hearted horse. It really has given me the confidence that if we set our mind to something, there's a good chance we're going to be able to get there. So I'm really thankful for that. I love love that. that. I'm not crying. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like, I mean, that, that's like, that was kind of not to just like steal Lee's answer because Joy didn't even ask me this question, but like, that was my (laughs) takeaway from the makeover too. I was like, Oh my God, I can do it. Like, I think all of us are capable of more than we believe for sure. Yeah. So. You just got to believe in yourself and and have the right partner with you. And I think you can do loads of stuff. Well, I remember like one of our first interviews with you, Lee, was talking about how Finn was kind of your first show horse in a way. You've like pleasure road, mm-hmm. but this is like your first kind of serious show horse that you took on. And yeah. she met to your expectations. I know the answer to this, but we're just going to ask it. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's exceeded them. Uh, she just has such a good mind. I mean, I can take her out somewhere new. It's no big deal to her. She tries her little heart out. Yeah, it's really been an incredible experience. And I'm I'm so lucky to have her every day. She's my baby. And that's why mm-hmm. I worry about her so much. <laughs> oh, she is certainly spoiled. If you're not following Lee, uh, her horse page, Hot Girl Summer, I don't know what you're doing. You're missing out. It's great content yeah. all the time. And I'm not talking about like a Friday fail type of thing. It's just, it's happy. It's, it's loving content. And I, I love seeing the memories you're making with your horse. 
It's realistic too, right? Like, you know, it's not just all going out and winning ribbons. Like there's a lot going on behind the scenes. So exactly. (laughs) Remind us your Instagram handle one more time for anybody who's new. Okay. It's hot G U R L summer dot O T T B. So can't, can't forget that you and girl. Yeah. People mess up on that. It shows. And I'm like, Oh, it's a you, but that's okay. (laughs) You might end up on a different page and we didn't recommend it if you did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely make sure you include the dot OTTB. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Otherwise we don't know where you'll be a part of the internet. You cannot come back from. We can't take responsibility (laughs) for that. Nope. Nope. Oh my gosh. Well, Lee, best of luck on your continued adventures. I, I mean, I know we'll stay in touch, but I love that you were able to come back and share where you're at post makeover and what you took away from it with our listeners. Yes. Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm always excited to talk to you all and always happy to talk about little Finn. So thank you. Yeah. It's nice to catch up. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Hopefully we'll see you in Kentucky. We'll get. Yes. Out. Yeah. Count oh, on yeah. it. <laughs> nice. All right. Yes. Well, have a good hot girl summer. Uh, uh, hey. Good one. <laughs> you all too. <laughs> I'm here with Tony from Cashel. You all know it from the ads you hear all the time on this show. But I, we're at the trade show, and this is the p- point of time in the year where we find out what's new coming out. So what's Cashel have new coming out? Oh, we've got a, a great lineup of uh, 32, 34 wool top pads. So t- describe them. Uh, five different colors, real vibrant, bright, sharp-looking pads. What, are the, what makes them different? Uh, well, it's the fill. The, the, the wool felt on the inside is a natural felt, and the fleece on the bottom is a 100% merino. Oh, really? Okay. So these are soft and squishy pads. Well, not real squishy, but soft, and, and they do absorb shock and, and saddle fit. What would they retail for? What are those? That's about know? 119 That's the right price. Yeah. Anything else new with Cashel coming out? Oh, we've got uh, more saddle pads coming in the fall, a uh, new strap line coming in the fall. It's uh, a two-tone that looks great with a, a great buckle set on it. There's, we're always in development, so there's so many things, projects in the works. What's still your most popular product? Is it still always the same things year after year? Uh, fly. You've got fly, yeah, fly that's what we all, what's, always what, That's how I knew you in the first place was fly. Fly masks. Yep. Yeah, many years ago, uh, we were primarily fly masks and kind of had some tush cushions and a few odds and ends. Today, we've broadened that offering to saddlebags, uh, strap, head stalls, breast collars, bell boots, um, leg protection, and the, the, it continues to grow. Is there a place where somebody can go and see all the products? Uh, Cashelcompany.com will give you a good offering. There you go. Well, thank you, Tony. It's been fun seeing you again. Hey, thank you. Good to see you. Kristen, it was so great catching up with Lee and hearing about her makeover experience and everything that's happened after. But I'm super excited to bring our next guest on. We have Claire Mansman and Melissa Mateson with us who are going to talk about their makeover journey. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. And I know, Claire, you were just on recently. And I know there's been a little bit of a a race of which horse is leading as an option for the makeover for you. But Melissa, I am super, super excited to catch up because I feel like you have some tea for us. It's been a minute since we got a chance to catch up. 
And I'm sure lots has gone on. So let's start with you. If you want to give us the the quick high level of what life has been like for Melissa getting ready for the makeover. Um, <laughs> well, we're like, where do you start? <laughs> <laughs> when you start with a laugh, uh, that's not a good sign. Yeah, Cause you have, <laughs> you're a very ambitious uh, makeover contestant trying to take two. Cause you're taking one in the makeover and one to tip championships. Yes. Right now it's kind of somewhere between like a series of unfortunate events and like a oh. comedy of errors. <laughs> Starting strong. Okay. You know, like y'all were talking. Yeah. Right. Y'all were talking when the previous episodes, like how everybody's horses were hurt, like in August and mine were like, ah, hold my beer. Like we're going to do this in June, in May. <laughs> oh no. But get it out of the way now. Like, You're all right. Yeah. Everybody's down and healthy. and you know I just had to remind myself that like my 2021 horse was out for almost two and a half months at this time of year and we still made it so I'm like it's fine it's fine you know (laughs) but um yeah at the same time we've kind of been doing a whole lot of everything but nothing at the same time uh our neighbor's horses actually got sick with strangles so we had to quarantine for Uh like a month oh no and, and Fortunately, no one here got sick, but I was like, okay, well, we, we can't do field trips. So we're just going to do all the things here. Um, <laughs> and Texas has been bipolar. It's either torrential downpours with like hail and tornadoes, or it's like 107 heat index. There's no in between. So that is, that's been fun. <laughs> You're really getting the trials from the universe, huh? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Oh gosh. Well, that's definitely a lot, but tell us, I know you said you're, you're doing a lot, but feels like you're not doing a ton. What have you been able to work on? Uh, so we actually bought a new trailer about a month ago. That's a fun purchase. Super exciting. Yes. Very expensive. Um, (laughs) my husband was not, not thrilled. We don't talk about the numbers. We just talk about the perks of the trailer. Right. So we've been doing a lot of, um, Bo doesn't like to load into anything that's a step up. It has to have a ramp and this one is a step up. So we've been working on, Hey, like if you want to eat, like you're going to eat your dinner in the trailer. Mm. <laughs> and now he's gotten to the point where he's like, Oh, the trailer door's open. Like, I guess I'm just going to hop in there. So nice. that's been really that's good. Nice. And with as much rain as we've gotten, like I don't have an arena, I just have grass and so it gets muddy. So a lot of it has just been kind of groundwork mm-hmm. and just general like, hey, let's be a good citizen. That's uh, important though. That's like, yes. that's the foundation you need to have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like Boogie, for whatever reason, after like 20 minutes tied to the trailer is like, well, I'm, I'm mad. Like I'm not with my friends. So she'll paw and kick the tires and so I was like okay well you know you get to spend you know an hour two hours with a hay net and a water bucket tied to the trailer and that's that's your life like Mm -hmm. you know like it doesn't have to be so dramatic and and she's gotten better um she only pawed the trailer once today while she was tied up waiting for the farrier and I was like yes (laughs) so you know and everyone's probably like what but I mean she'll sit there and like the whole time just make her own little little symphony of mm-hmm. you know kicks and <laughs> I have one of those I have an impatient one and it used to be like not even five minutes I couldn't even walk away because she won an entertainment 
And now it's to the point I can like walk around the bar and go talk with people. And she, she likes to watch other lessons. Like she's happy and content doing that. I'm like, that's, that's the battle I will choose. You can watch lessons while I go do what I need to do. Yeah, she just wants a TV on. That's all. <laughs> really, it's honestly what it is. But sometimes she do just get an like an impatient Nelly, and it just takes time. It just takes exposure. A little, you know, one minute more than the day before. Yes, that's pretty much what we've been doing. And she got chiropractic, and the chiropractor was like, "Oh, you know, she's out in a couple places." So I bought her this super fancy, expensive minute blanket. So she just gets to sit at the trailer with that, and you know, what a hard life. You know what? I think that's a really good point, though, for anyone who is either preparing for the makeover or just training their horses in general. When you have those like off days or maybe they're not fit to work or your footing's not right, these are the things you can work on. It still makes really big improvements come show day. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about that with Dr. Reed about stuff you can Mm -hmm. do in the winter when you can't necessarily ride. And I think that also applies, Melissa, to your, you know, situation where, you know, I'm like you, we only have grass to ride in. So when it's muddy out, we can't always ride. So yeah, that is the time to tackle all those little annoying things that you don't think about until you're in the moment. And then you're like, well, I'm not going to work on it now. But like, that's the perfect way to use that kind of time. So you're right on track. You're in good shape. 100%. 100%. I mean, Kristen has a great story about her makeover and her horse not wanting to be in a stall. So yeah, sorry to throw uh, you under, Kristen. No, it's fine. Example. I was just telling someone else's story today, actually. Yeah. yeah. Waited to the makeover to find out that he didn't want to be stalled for six days. So, yes. you know, that's fine. So the little things actually add up pretty quick. So I think you're right on track, Melissa. Uh, Claire, tell us a little bit about what's new for you. I know you probably had a couple field trips with your horses. We did. Yeah. Well, and I love uh, what Melissa was saying too, though, about, um, you know, just those little things are so important. You know, the the thing about the racehorse is they, they do know how to be ridden. I mean, we can improve upon that. Um, but you know, those, those things we tie, whether it's tying to the trailer or tying to a tree, um, somebody came by the farm today and Tom had like three or four horses tied to the, the tie lines by the arena because he was working horses and they said something like oh are they learning patience or is it the patience pole and tom you know kind of made a a crack Um, a good-hearted clinton anderson crack he was like i think some australian guy calls it the patience pole (laughs) because he wishes he had an accent um but he said you know that's it's just horse training (laughs) they they need to tie nobody's learning i mean they don't have the reasoning skills to learn like patience they just it's just safety and time. yeah patience is that that's a human quality it's a human to say trait. oh if yeah, i wait it's something good will come yeah mm-hmm. and horses right. don't, they don't think that way yeah, they, they don't think they, they don't have that ability and they don't have the knowledge of timing and thank goodness quite frankly uh <laughs> but it's so so important so um we given that we have two three-year-olds and now a four-year-old Yes, we added an extra make, uh, makeover entry. So all three will go. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, theoretically, if, if they don't, if they don't sell first, but of course, you know, the three-year-old that I'm riding is, you know, 15, I think he's 15 one now. Um, he now has an abscess, which is fine. No, um, I, 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 I swear it always good. happens in groups. This happened last yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's been, you know, really, really sound. So it was actually like yesterday morning, I can actually see his field from our, my bedroom window. And he was just walking to get hay. And I was like, oh, well, 
and you can see it progressively as he walked, you know, like the little limp to the bigger limp, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really her. fine. Cause, um, so last week we took the two, three-year-olds along with some other horses to the Upperville horse show, which is the oldest horse show in America, which is just kind of cool. And it's beautiful. It's in Upperville, Virginia. And the whole week is a recognized show, but they run, we call it still local day. It's not what it's called anymore. It's called like the jump for fun or something like that, but it's an unrecognized day of showing, but it's still with the Upperville jumps and the Upperville atmosphere. Everybody's moving in. You've got the FEI horses on one side and you've got the ponies everywhere. And so we took cash and snapper. So fashion money and snapper as three-year-olds to the two foot hunters. And that was their first hunter round. And we've done this many years with the makeover horses because it's such a big atmosphere. And so you kind of feel like by the time you're done for the day, you're pretty ready to go to the makeover. <laughs> yeah, really. Wow. Yeah, um, such a nice opportunity to have in the backyard. Such a nice yeah. opportunity for these young horses. Um, and then we had we had three makeover graduates there also doing some jumper stuff. And um, we had an absolute ball. The horses were now I feel like I'm just bragging. Sorry, Melissa. They were <laughs> so good. I, like I have no words. Like we because we're event riders, we don't do the thing like show hunter and show jumper riders do where they show up late. Like we have to ride at our time or we're uh, disqualified. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm teasing my hunter jumper friends with that, but you have to go. <laughs> so like Tom and I show up with the two, three-year-olds. Of course, nobody knows they're three. They look, well, they looked halfway broke <laughs> and um, nobody was ready to go. So we got on, I jumped a couple I jumped like two jumps in the warm up. They didn't need a lot of warm up. They're two foot jumps. It's not a big deal. They needed to go see the fill in the arena, you know, mm-hmm. more than anything. And um, and went in and did did their rounds. We were the only two people in the first like uh, uh, they they ran it in like you know three or four people could do their two rounds together, so they would keep it moving. And nobody was there, so we were there. We were there. You go the dawn of the morning, um, and they were amazing. I like it. It was, yeah, we're, we're always, I'm always like, I'm happy to be the first one in the ring. If you like make mm-hmm. me wait till the afternoon, I'm, I, I cry a little and I whine. I've never understood how that works at hunter jumper shows. If you're a hunter jumper writer, please illuminate us in the DMS as to how this. Yeah. Ride times, man. Makes I love ride times. <laughs> like I want to know when I'm going to ride. I'm there. I'm on time. Yes. And Nothing. if you put me first, I'm stoked. Same. I love being the first one at a dressage show. Like if I'm yeah. in the afternoon, it breaks my soul. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, it's not my thing. No. I might send my horse to you, Claire, for boot camp. Sounds like she could learn from you. Yeah. We well, <laughs> and we'll do all morning riding. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that. that's actually that's a, a question I just want to like throw out there to both of you guys. Now I had heard from an old mentor that you know, when you're working with a thoroughbred that sometimes doing your training rides in the morning is a better approach because they're in that mindset of doing a timed workout in the morning or any, you know, any workout in the morning, whether they're jogging or galloping or actually breezing. Do you find any, like, any truth in that? Or do you intentionally, like, sort of, you know, ride them whenever just to see? Claire, I'll ask you first. Um, It's a super good question. Um, So, uh, you know, coming... I, I used to ride on the track, but we all know that they do work out in the morning. But then just as a professional, we tend to do all of our training in the morning anyway. So so that's what happens. But we are aware that, you know, when you horse show, you're and, and same with racing. Sometimes you will go later in the day. So we we try not to stick to like the one 
time. The biggest thing that we see, though, are horses, um, especially horses that have raced a little bit more, um, that have that internal clock that says, well, 15, 20 minutes, I'm done. Like, they'll be really good, and then they'll hit this moment, um, especially the war horses will do this, and they're done, and they'll have a hissy fit. That's the only way I can really describe it. And um, <laughs> what we will find often with those horses is we'll give them two short workouts split apart. So maybe they'll work out in the morning, maybe, and we'll have like a fake workout, and certainly before a horse show, we'll ride them at the farm and then put them on the trailer and take them to the show, and they're incredibly more settled just like a horse that you know worked in the morning and and um they they think they've already done their workout for the day and they tend to come back a lot better i think it's it's individual for sure like you should just like um christian was saying about like figuring out if your horse doesn't want to be in a stall for six mm-hmm. days we had one that wouldn't go in it was fine once it was in the stall but we couldn't get get it in the stall like in the door <laughs> <laughs> I've had one of those where we actually had to put him in backwards. That's the only way he would go in. Yeah. It's smart. Like you're, I'm like, it's, I get the giggles, which is bad. Doesn't help, but it's funny. <laughs> um, but knowing that horse, um, how they're going to handle, um, I had a, I had a, a, a bad experience with buff dude at the makeover because I tried to ride him in the afternoon and he was hungry. Oh, yeah, like he, I remember that. Time, he was, <laughs> he was horrific. I didn't know what to do. Um, it was it was explosive, and he has a tiny red lip as honor. So um, it, it was it was it was an awe inspiring moment. But I learned a lot about him from that that I should have learned sooner. So that's that's a really great question on how you can look at the horses and see when they like to work out, and then how you can work with them and manipulate that um, in a competition setting. Like um, uh, for instance, how they if they pee on the trailer, they don't pee on the trailer. Um, we've had horses, race horses are really like fox hunters. They they have a they have a potty schedule. Yeah. And you got to figure yeah, that out to that. make sure you get them back to the trailer to pee. Do you bring straw for them to go to the like what what makes them comfortable? That's so funny. Yeah, that makes sense. So and you know, like not all of us maybe have that luxury either. Cause like if you're an adult amateur or a non-pro, you just have to ride when you yeah, have time. I, know, to I was ride, gonna ask so. Melissa, like if yeah, she's right. noticed her horses perform at you know, one time better than the other. Like I know my horse performs like mid-morning best, but I, Clary will say you like blew my mind about the 15 to 20 minute before hissy fit. I'm like, that is my horse mm-hmm. in fall. <laughs> yeah. You just put them away and then bring them back out 20 minutes. They don't, you know, it, it's, 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 it Strange. works. I might try that. But Melissa, tell us a little bit about your horses. Have you noticed if they have a preference of working time? Boogie is definitely kind of a morning horse. So with my job, like I work 48 hour shifts as a paramedic. So then I just have four days off to do, you know, whatever I want. It's awesome, but it sucks at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually just so tired that first day. But with my three, what I try to do is, especially with how hot it is here, I'll try to ride one in the morning. Um, If I have one that I you know, gave a harder workout, I'll do like a short ride in the middle of the day in the heat. And then I have one that I'll ride in the evening. Then I kind of just rotate everybody through, Hmm. especially because like with barrel races here in the summertime, like you might exhibition at four o'clock, but the race doesn't actually start till seven 30 and you might be, you know, 50 horses down before you actually get to ride. So I try to ride like at all times of the day, just so 
one for like conditioning, especially here because it's so hot. Like I just looked at my phone, the heat index is 107 right now. Oh gosh. <laughs> Hard pass. Um, <laughs> but you know, like that horse that I do ride in the middle of the day, I'm not like, okay, like let's go lope three miles. I'll be like, all right, you know, let's work on side passing or, you know, mm-hmm. something easy that's not necessarily like physically taxing because the heat already is. But Boogie is definitely a morning horse and I am not a morning person. <laughs> I relate so and hard then, to that. <laughs> and then Bo is just like, oh, you're, you're bringing me treats and you're going to ride me. Like, I don't care. Like, I wonder if that's better. like a gelding versus mayor too. Like mayors, you know, they're maybe stronger work ethic in my experience with mayors anyway. And geldings are mm-hmm. just like, okay, whatever you want. That's fine. Interesting. Yeah, my grad, she's just like, you know, full throttle all the time. It doesn't matter if it's six in the morning or 10 o'clock at night. She's just ready. <laughs> that sounds right for a mare. Yeah. That's yeah. smart to rotate them all through though, you know, so mm-hmm. they all get that experience and yeah, get 100%. get to perform at any time of the day. Yeah. So good call. Well, Melissa, what are you hoping to accomplish over the next few weeks of June that we have? Well, I've been really behind the ball on getting my tip horse qualified. So <laughs> I've only taken her to like two races this year and the first one got rained out. Mm. Um, so I didn't even get to like put anything on her tip thing. So hopefully actually hitting the road and getting to see, you know, more sights and sounds and hopefully hit maybe a couple of like two day races so they can actually have the opportunity to stay overnight. Or I have a friend that actually lives about 30 minutes away from me. So we'll probably start hauling to her place and staying overnight, you know, just kind of simulating you know, nice. the whole competition experience. That's really oh. smart. <laughs> yeah. Take the pressure off and it's certainly less expensive than actually showing yeah. <laughs> many times. So yeah. And that's yeah. the nice thing about barrel racing too, is you can go pay $5 to go, you know, walk around the barrels and not have to, you know, pay a full $50 entry fee or whatever it is. And, you know, just get them out and exposed. I didn't know that actually. That's pretty cool to know. I'm going to reference Dr. Reed again, because I'm pretty sure that she has done that with her thoroughbred event horses. I think she's gone to some barrel racing just to hang out. Yeah. Like let them. I think you're right. Actually get that environment. So. Yes. And I can say, you know, as being an ex eventer, the barrel racing warm up is so much more chaotic than any (laughs) (laughs) jumper warm up ring I've ever been in. (laughs) I'm. Very so. <laughs> curious next time we touch base to see how your horses handle that warm up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need like you should get a, a strap a camera to your head just so we can see. Yes. Yeah. I need yeah, to. We should, like uh, you never you never know like what you're going to see in the warm up. Oh <laughs> like, like last weekend, somebody had like this adorable little like, I don't know, mid, maybe 25 inch tall mini. Oh, and my God. It was like absolutely not and i'm like you live with a shetland pony like it's the same thing but But she was like um, she's like i'm afraid of that and so you know it's fine (laughs) oh gosh yeah if you have the opportunity to get video we would love to share that and i honestly hope it just goes well i think julia surprised us because her horse uh, last time she came on she thought he was going to be a firecracker in the warm-up and i think he was like a perfect gentleman if i remember right so they sometimes surprise us what we think they're going to do yeah for sure claire how about you what's coming up over the next few weeks let's see so 
we well we'll you know get the foot fixed on um cash but um honestly we're so pleased with how these guys did at this show i think we feel really quite comfortable um because they're going to they're just babies so they're just going to do they're going to do the hunters and and have that exposure maybe the jumpers i have to tell you um snapper the horse tom's been riding seeing as i once ponied him out and he walked through a tree and actually pushed the whole tree over um, just because he didn't feel like he should move around it. I'm shocked at how well he jumps, like blown away. Um, he's actually astounding. So he could also, normally the babies, they, they'll just knock poles down. So we're still, the plan is to do the hunters with them, but we'll, we'll see if they do anything else. Um, so it's really just building their muscle, lots of hacking and, and we'll get to places. And then we have to get the, um, Carnegie Hall horse, who we are calling Cornbread. Sorry, he just was not an Alfred. That's such a fun name, though. <laughs> uh, so cornbread's good. way better. Thank you. Corn, he is Cornbread. Um, we got all of his baby pictures. Um, oh. He's about as big in his baby pictures as he is now. Oh. <laughs> and so we need to just get him. He's lovely. Um, but I have a, you know, we just need to get him exposed to some stuff as as well and and see how he does. And the super fun thing that we will do that we did last year is we all, um, a bunch of people from our farm are registering for the Real Rider Cup at Fair Hill in Maryland. And um, last year we took our makeover horse, which was fun. And so we'll, we'll take these guys and then there's a thoroughbred show after that. So that's not until... Is it August or September? September. September. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, we'll do plenty of little schooling shows, but that's kind of going to be our main. Um, so I guess I'm jumping ahead, but we'll basically be getting ready for that because they've got hunters and jumpers and, you know, we've got some grads doing some some jumper stuff and there's, there's no rain here. You've had rain in Texas, Melissa. We've had none. So um, the eventing plans may or may not occur <laughs> because I just, I don't feel the need to, to pound them into that when they could practice in the jumper ring and the dressage ring and, and be ready later. So it's going to be exposure. It's going to be fundraising for the Real Rider Cup and getting as many people involved as that uh, in that as possible. And, um, and kind of gearing it, that'll be like their overnight trip. And, um, and then the weekend show, which we didn't do last year, looks really, really fun. So we're going to try to get involved in some more of the thoroughbred shows out here with these guys and, um, and prep them that way. Nice. Yeah. You're in a great place for it. So we and, are. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the real rider cup benefits fair Hill thoroughbred show that you're talking about. And then as well as both of our partners on the podcast, the retired resource project and new vocations. So thanks very much in advance for your participation. Oh, you're <laughs> it is like, it was such a fun show when we went last year. Um, we had a ball. So um, all of our clients yeah. that went last year are like super game for this year. So oh, fun. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. It's a really fun. It, it's a heck of a party that night too, by the way. Yeah, it uh, it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one of the uh, road shows I do not go to as an RRP staff member. But I'm like, maybe I should. You should consider <laughs> it. Because we had a ball. Like it was. That was a good competitor party. Nice. Just throwing it out there. Well, all right, ladies. Thank you so much for sharing your journey so far. We're really excited to follow along. Um, can you girls both remind us where listeners can follow you on social media? Claire, we'll start with you. Yes, we are Pacific Farms Incorporated on Facebook and Pacific Farms Inc. on Instagram. And Melissa, where can we follow your journey? Uh, so Boogie has a Facebook page. It's Ballerina Boogie, former Broodbear 2023 RRP, or you can follow me on my personal Facebook page. 
Nice. All right. Well, we look forward to catching up with you again in a couple of weeks. Best of luck on all of your outings. And yeah, we're looking forward to see where you go. Thank you, guys. It's really fun. If you have one or two horses or you have 20, 30 or more fly predators will make the difference between heavy infested fly problem or a no-fly zone. Balding Lab fly predators catching these flies before they become an issue. Well, Kristen, I, I shared my confidence building ride and just had the little vulnerable moment on social media. And I thought it'd be fun to ask our followers how they handle having a not so great ride. And I really appreciated one, the number of responses we got, but also it's just nice to know, like you're not alone on the journey. Like we're always in highs and lows and we're retraining horses. So it's, it's one thing I love about the community we've built is we're all comfortable sharing that. So I'll just share a couple of the answers. If especially if anyone hasn't had you know the best ride today, if you're listening or you had one recently, maybe something in here will spark something for you. So we had, oh, I might pronounce this wrong, the Durbets Farm. I think that's what it is. Uh, they said, going back to basics, slow is always faster. And I totally agree. That's the exact approach I took of just going back to those ABCs. Jessica Sackett, she said, try to go back to something simple the horse is good at and let them have a win before ending a hard ride. Her Jesse Phillips music, walking on a loose rein, hand walking, groundwork, but never something new. So you'll, you'll see that common theme of keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. I also love, we had L Choose 11, who is also an auditor. She said, my horse has been out of commission for nearly a year, so I've been catch riding, but she's happy for any ride, just being appreciative of every moment that she can have, which I think is something else we can, if the ride isn't perfect, you still got to ride and hopefully your horse is is healthy and happy during it too. Um, Colleen said to reset mentally and maybe physically if needed. I think that's another good point of just to do that quick check on yourself and your horse if everything's working and feeling good. There's a lot here. It's hard to pick, but I'll I'll end it here with Jessina of don't take it personally. Each day is going to be different. If bad rides are happening a lot, go for a fun ride to try to reset. Yeah, that's great advice. And that's a little bit what I kind of was getting at earlier with, you know, that's how I found is a, a good recipe for success with my guys is to just break it up because I tend to have more bad rides when I try to drill more. And I'm not going to say like, oh, I never have a bad ride anymore because, you know, we still do. But yeah, then you just remember like, okay, horses have bad days too. Yes. It's okay. They get like, bored, they get frustrated. Or is the horse sore? It's fine. Yeah. And, you know, not to say like, oh, ignore physical issues too, but some days like I just wake up stiff and some days the horse is a little sore stiff too. And it's not necessarily a call the vet kind of sore, but it's like, okay, you just don't feel it today. That's fine. Let's go Mm -hmm. do something else. So definitely a good reminder to double check everything, check you're healthy, you're happy, you feel good. And if all that checks out, maybe your horse just needs a mental break too. So get out, go for that trail ride, play with some Liberty. Um, Just sometimes I even like just standing and grooming with my horse and working on those ground manners. I think we're going to hear a little bit about that later um, in our making the makeover interview. So all good stuff that you can take away and there's multiple ways to enjoy your horse and for them to enjoy you. So if you want to get a shout out on our show, go ahead, give us a follow on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, just search retired resource radio. Um, and we tend to try to show some fun content and give you a little glimpse into our lives too, outside the podcast. So hope you give us a follow and thanks for everyone for participating. 
You've been hearing a lot about the Thoroughbred Makeover today. If you would like to help support the Thoroughbred Makeover, the RRP's Fund a Need Drive is currently ongoing. Through the Fund a Need program, donors can provide directed donations to help alleviate the many underlying costs associated with producing a competition of that caliber. Donation levels match any budget and there's no gift too small. If you'd like to make a contribution to Fund a Need, just visit the rrp.org slash fund a need. As horse owners, we spend a lot of time on the road. Let U.S. Rider help keep you covered. Our equestrian motor plan offers fast, reliable, nationwide service from our highly trained roadside assistance team. 24-7 coverage for both you and your horse. Membership includes horse trailer servicing, towing, flat tire repair, even on dual wheels, battery assistance, and lockout service on any vehicle in your plan. We also have your equine companions covered with referrals for emergency vet services, barrier referrals, and emergency stabling assistance. Get peace of mind on the road for you and your horse. Join U.S. Rider today. It is that time we are joined by new vocations for our show. And today we have Winnie Morgan Nemeth, who runs the standard bread side of things for new vocations. Welcome back to the show, Winnie. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. We learned so much from you. And it's really been a treat to have you as part of the program now to add the standard bread side to the questions. And it's just been great. I've learned so much from them. And also all Kristen's standard bread shenanigans. It helps. <laughs> shenanigans awesome. is a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but before we dive into our horse of the week, who is super beautiful, I'm really excited about him. I have a question about blinders. We know when we see them on the track for standard bread specifically, they tend to have blinders on with their carts. But yes. you, I think our last time we had you on, you had mentioned blinders can also be a training tool. So it'd be nice to know what are the different types of blinders out there and how could it be used as a training tool after the track? Sure. So blinders are something that are um, when they're racing is attached to the uh, racing bridle. And it's something all standard breads, if they're broke to drive, majority, I'm going to say, we'll say 99.9% of them are going to be used to having blinders on. And basically that just keeps them looking forward. So they don't see behind them or next to them, but they're always looking forward. And when they have those on, a lot of times they don't realize if they're going through a puddle or where their feet are really going, they're just looking forward. And when we were chatting about it um, a few weeks ago, I talked about using putting a hood on or blinders on when we are teaching them to get used to a rider. Um, and it's the same thing. Like they don't, if you open up their bridle, which they'll say, you know, if the horse goes in an open bridle, that means they don't have those little blinders, which are on either side of their eyes on their driving bridle. That means they're just like in an open bridle, like maybe a, a Western or English bridle. Like our horses, our riding horses and thoroughbreds can look all the way around behind them in front. They see the rider. Some thoroughbreds, you'll see them racing on the track with a hood. And like, sometimes it's colorful and racing colors. I think Secretariat had like blue and white <laughs> cups <laughs> on his. It was kind of cool. Seabiscuit, I think they put those on him. So Anyways, you know, race horses, again, it's, it's used as a training tool for racing and you can use it in riding. Um, the saddlebred folks also use it a lot of times when they're driving, but it's just to keep their focus forward. And so Amanda, our trainer in New York, had a horse that every time they put him to the mounting block, he got really nervous, which is normal. Um, when that rider would sit on him and he all of a sudden noticed there was somebody on his back, 
he just would like squat down and get really nervous and like, you know, very different, different language for him. So she went ahead and put a hood on him, which goes over his ears and then has little cups over his eyes and snaps under his chin. And then you can put your regular bridle on over top of that. And he was fine. Like the rider could get on, get off, like could do anything. And so that kind of got him over that transition of having a rider. We still had somebody leading him. So he was happy with that. Um, and then eventually by about the fifth ride, we pulled that hood off of him and he was completely fine. He, he had no problems. So it just is a, it's an, it's a nice tool that is available. It's what they're used to at the racetrack because they don't always get to see all the way around. Um, it's one of the reasons why a lot of times they don't like to go through puddles because in all actuality, have they gone through puddles? Yes. But did they realize it? No, they did not. <laughs> so it's kind of a new thing when you open up their whole world and you have a rider on their back. It, it just takes them a little bit to get used to. And I did a quick Google search on Big D's website, which is a wonderful sponsor of New Vocations. And they have a variety of blind bridles and blinders and hoods that you can look at and shop for um, on their website. They come in draft sizes too, as it turns out. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, they do. Because yeah, draft horses whole, use them. Yes. Whole hood. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, your draft will go in your working bridle, but I, <laughs> we used the hood for uh, my brief stint as a mounted mascot on a draft horse when there I worked go. at the university. So, <laughs> huh. yeah. 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 I was like, oh, hackneys too. Like, hackneys uh -huh. also get out. Yes. So. They do. Yes. Huh. Makes me curious on like spooky days for my horse. I'm like, would she appreciate this? Would this make I me like she a, would. <laughs> I need a human size one for days oh. that I'm unfocused to just that would like, be great just to get through the work day. Yeah, like, just like the amount in. of emails I get sometimes <laughs> be really helpful for sure. I love yes. that. Yes. Well, so thank it you, might Whitney. be helpful. You're welcome. Awesome. Well, if anyone's trying blinders or does currently use them, we'd love to hear your experience too. You can send us a message or tag us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, but let's get into our adoptable horse of the week. He is stunning, super shiny. I love his summer dapples coming in. Who are we talking about today? We're talking about Major Uptrend. Um, he's a 2011 gelding by Some Beach Somewhere, who is the top pacing stallion in the country, has been for a couple of years. We've placed a few of them and they've, they're very athletic horses and have gone on to be, do some like phenomenal things from driving to eventing. Um, they are, they are really nice, usually good minded horses. Um, Major Uptrend, he earned almost $600,000. He raced 180 wow. times. So he's a definitely a war horse. Um, just a little interesting fact about him. My cousin, Tony Morgan, is one of the top drivers in the nation. He's the second winningest driver of all time. Um, and he got his 17,000th win uh, with major uptrend. 17,000. Really? That is that's <laughs> so crazy. amazing. <laughs> that's commitment to the sport. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, when I got the call, I was like, I remember him. I watched that race. I, I know him. So anyways, uh, you know, just a little bit of information personally for me, but he's just been a really nice horse to work with, work around, transition. He, he's great to drive. Um, the girls have driven him in New York. Uh, and they've also ridden him and he seems pretty level-headed, adjusted really well, but he loves attention. I do know that. We <laughs> did put shoes on him um, and that has just made his feet a little more comfortable, which is pretty normal. Just a regular shoe, nothing fancy, but um, he's always worn shoes and they pulled him before he came. And so he was a little tender when he arrives, but 
other than that, he's just been great. He is so sporty looking. Like he, he just he looks super athletic. You could take him anywhere. And I've and he, I've also seen some horses by the sire doing some pretty cool stuff in second careers. So yeah, if you guys want to break some standard bread stereotypes, this is the horse to do it with. He's really cool. And he's just like, he looks like a warm blood. He's got that really elegant look to him. And I know we've talked about it before of standard breads having a, a certain stereotypical look sometimes, um, but he really is bred so nicely. His conformation's great. And he's the perfect amount of like full body, like not too much, but enough where you can tell he's strong and he's capable and sturdy. Um, yeah, elegant at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. He's Just really cool light on his dude. feet watching his videos. And you can tell he's very engaged with the work he's doing. Um, I'm super excited to see who brings this guy home. Is there a career in mind, Winnie, that you think he just really excel at? You know, I, I think from what I've seen of him and talking with Amanda, he really could do just about anything. He doesn't have a whole lot of limitations. He does really like people a lot, which is some of them are not like that have had uh, racing careers like him, like all business. Okay, what are we doing? But he does seem to like love attention and and want to do his job and want to. He's very willing, so I think he could do just about anything. I would agree. I look at him and I can easily see Kristen throwing a Western saddle on him very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I but also, I'm like, oh, I want to put a fun saddle on him and have some fun. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. To me, like, especially watching him move, he looks like he could go into, you know, eventing or like low level eventing, yeah. low level jumping. Yeah. For yes. sure. He's built really nicely, nice and even. Um, he might be a little bit downhill for dressage for me, where he'll need a little extra push from the hind end. But I think otherwise he would do great in just about any career. Yeah. Uh, and he's a nice yeah, size. Just too. once he gets reconditioned, I think he can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. He just has to, yeah, carry a rider and, yeah. All right, guys, somebody adopt him just so we can follow it. Because I really want to see him develop. They're running a whole special right now. It's 50% off. So he would normally be 2,500 for the month of June. And by the time this comes out, there's only going to be just five days. So you'll have to act fast. Mm-hmm. He'll be $1,250. It's like he's free. You're getting this royal blood, (laughs) stunning athletic guy for just a little over $1,000. You can't beat it. You just can't beat it. No, you're getting a very, very nice horse with a lot of experience. And he was really fast. He has a record of 149. That's really fast for a pacer. But he's not like fast under saddle. He's been great. Amazing. Well, thanks for sharing them with us, Winnie. Uh, We're excited for whoever adopts him and looking forward to having you back on the show. Great. Thank you, guys. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at horseradionetwork.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Retired Racehorse Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. You can find me on Instagram at The Horseback Writer and on Twitter at Kristen Kovach. My email is kbentley at therp.org. You can find me on Instagram at Misfit Mare, and my email is joy at horseradionetwork.com. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Company, and to our partners, New Vocations Adoption Program and the Retired Racehorse Project. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network, part of Equine Network at horseradionetwork.com. Remember to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride and add more leg. Bye, guys. Bye.